This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 52 is brought to you by Bybit. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new promotion for June, and it is an exciting one. Check this out. If at any point in time in the month of June you make one trade on spot, uh, which I think just pretty much means buy something or exchange something, and, not or, but and, make one trade on MT4, you will be eligible for a $500 USDT giveaway. There's going to be three of them for no-nonsense Forex traders who sign up with my link. And so if you've done that, you're already eligible, assuming you make those two trades. If you are not yet, go down below. I got the blog that tells you what you need to do. It's a great platform, centralized in all the right ways, decentralized in all the right ways. And if you are signed up through my link, you are eligible for every single one of them. I'm not even used to partnering with somebody who has all these promotions. So I hope I'm giving you the right information every time. I'm pretty sure I am. But if you have any questions at all, please reach out to their customer service. Uh, for a crypto exchange, it's very good. And get any specific detail you require. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. And let's be honest, the stablecoin environment we had not even a month and a half ago was probably too good to be true. And, you know, take advantage of it while it's there. You know, just like yield farming, but understand that it's not always going to be that good in the future. If you guys remember me talking in a previous episode about Bancor, you know, I was getting anywhere from 10 to 30% on my stablecoins with a very strong, reputable, decentralized platform. And then the whole Terra Luna thing came about with their UST token, and everything is now, I'm not going to say it fell apart, but it's not anything near what it was before. You know, everything is very kind of scrambled up. People are hitting the reset button deciding, okay, what can we do going forward to provide the best rates but stay out of trouble? At least I think most stablecoins are doing that. We'll talk about that. Uh, but as it stands right now, I have pulled all of my stablecoins out of staking for what it's worth. Not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say. But I'm just kind of waiting for the landscape to correct itself, and I'm happy sitting on the sidelines until then. Um, even my beloved Bancor went from version 2 to version 3. And in that transition, all of their great rates either went way down or simply became non-existent. You know, have faith that it will be good again, but for right now, it's terrible. I didn't even feel like it was worth the gas fees to get my stable coins out of there, even though I did anyway. Uh, Chainlink used to be 9%. It's down to like 1%. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's rough out there. Uh, but stable coins are awesome, and even if the rates are low, they're still giving us better rates than we get with our fiat currency, and that's probably always going to be the case. Uh, and they're also very useful, and so I think we need to have another dedicated episode about them. Uh, now, the, the drawback is that the evil powers that be are targeting them, uh, because at the end of the day, I don't ever think it was really crypto they were worried about. I think it was stable coins. Now, there's no bigger threat to absolute power than stable coins are right now, in my opinion. But they are not all the same. You know, our, everybody's biggest fear is the fear of a de-pegging. The currency actually no longer following or mirroring the fiat that it is supposed to represent. Now, dirty little secret, every single stable coin on this list has de-pegged before, like more than 5%. The weird part is, is that by the time news gets out, almost every time, the price is right back to a dollar. Uh, so it turns out to be not a big deal. Uh, but if it ever dropped and stayed there for a while, you could really start seeing this cascading effect 
you know, that could take everything down. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, is to stay in the safest ones possible and an extra bonus if you can stake them for a reasonable amount. So what we're doing today is we are creating a tier list. If you have not seen a tier list, it's weird because this is in audio form, not video form. But imagine uh, six, usually five, six, or seven rows starting from top to bottom. The letter S is at the top. That is always going to be your best options according to the person doing the tier list. So that's going to be me. Then you have A, then B, then C, then D. We're going to skip E and go to F because in the United States, that's how the grading system works for some strange reason. And then I'm also going to have X below F. X is going to be, look, I just don't know enough to say anything about this positive or negative or to actually rank it. Uh, now, please always read my disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. I am one guy. If you say, hey, VP put this in its A tier and then it de-pegged and I lost all my money, that is on you. And just understand that we are probably both taking that ride down together. And these could always change. So on that note, just a couple rules of etiquette if it's okay. Um, please, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the top, I think it's 9 or 10 stable coins on CoinGecko right now in terms of market cap. So there's going to be a couple that you've heard of that I'm not going to cover because they're just not in the top 10 anymore, like Gemini USD and maybe a couple other weird ones. Um, but in the comments section, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please don't ask me what I think about another stable coin because I'm not going to have a great answer for you. And then down the line, if things change with these, I will do my best to update you probably via blog. So if some bad news comes out about Tether, for example, please don't come in and say, hey, what do you think about Tether now? Where is it? You know, just like, chill out. Let's, <laughs> let's wait for some of these things to hash out you know, before I give something an official ranking. And this is just one guy doing rankings. Why do you even care? Anyway. Uh, what I will also do, too, is if you do need a visual, um, go to YouTube, and down in the comments section, I will pin my own comment, and you will actually see my full tier ranking there. So please don't go there now. Please don't shake the presents before Christmas. Let's wait. And we are already the six-minute mark, so I need to get started on this, don't I? Let us start with the top stablecoin by market cap now and has been for a while, and that is going to be USDT. And let's go ahead and start with the good parts of Tether. Um, for one, and probably the best of it all, is it is extremely useful. There's, Unless you're in a country that can't do anything with crypto at all, you pretty much have access to Tether. And that is a great way for people to get access to the United States dollar that don't already have it. It's super useful in trading, staking. I mean, sometimes we do need to give credit where credit is due here. It's done a great job of all those things, and that's why, despite its flaws, people still want it, and they want to use it, and they don't even mind holding it. On top of that, now you can transact it through about 10 or 11 different blockchains, so if you don't like Ethereum gas fees, it doesn't even apply, you know, as long as you're okay keeping everything on that particular blockchain. You know, I have a gig right now where somebody pays me in Tether, and one time I even asked for it to be on the Tron chain just to see how that went, and then I was like, oh, cool, look at that. No fees, and it got there really quick. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so now, now what do I do with it? <laughs> Exchange it for Tron? I don't want to do that. So just remember that when you're transacting Tether on something like the Solana chain or Tron or Polygon or anything like that. You know, it is cheaper, but at a different cost. Now, the downside of Tether is the fact that it is a stable coin that underneath the surface appears to be quite unstable. It was put together by people who I think have all been in jail or indicted or fined at some point. Uh, so what could possibly go wrong there? And for a very long time, there was a lot of questions whether they actually had the backing that they did, and they refused to be audited. 
I don't know the legal term, but what is it called? Like an attestation? It's something like an audit, but it's not. They're like, look, we had this. And they're like, no, that's not what we're asking for. Get yourself audited. And I think to date, they still haven't been. Um, there's a very damning podcast episode. And if I still remembered what it was, I would put it out there. I think I did tweet it if you want to go back and look. Uh, but it was about, I don't know, seven, eight months ago. But it was, you know, they really laid out a pretty damning case for it. Now, here's the thing. If Tether is smart at this point, if they were guilty of making those mistakes, because the spotlight hadn't been on them up until recently, they had time to recover and make things right, at least in the eyes of the law. So did they do that? You know, it's a big question, but I said it before. If Tether goes, we all go. It's way too integrated into the crypto system. And the powers that be would like nothing more than to take it down. And so it's it's already in their crosshairs. If they move forward and if they are able to do that, it's going to be a really big problem. So much to the point that when I do get paid Tether, I immediately swap it out for a different stablecoin that we're about to mention. So very useful, good for staking, yes. Do I want to sit there and hold it when I can hold other things? Absolutely not. So on the, on the tier list, I'm going to go ahead and put this as a C. And anybody who holds any crypto should be really following this story as it progresses. Because if things go sour, you're going to want to be ahead of the game here. So next one down is USDC. Now, if you guys read my blog that has all of my crypto holdings on it, you already know that I hold this one, and I do like this one. It has been called the chosen one, um, kind of sarcastically, because who really likes the fact that the powers that be have actually accepted this one for the most part now that does have its advantages if governments are okay with this particular stable coin that means they're not going to go after it and i think that's what we have here because there are centralized aspects to it and the people behind this which was circle and coinbase and circle is also owned by goldman sachs by the way so factor that in that's actually a good thing in this case but whatever they had to do, whether it was pay people under the table or make some kind of deal, they pretty much did it. And so they don't have any heat on them right now, and they probably won't for a while. You know, lots of great staking options. You know, there's a lot to like about this coin. Now, the drawbacks are it's not available everywhere. Um, you know, I remember I, two years ago, I gave my sister some USDC, and it was some kind of big problem. She didn't really know how to convert it because she wasn't allowed to hold it herself in the UK. You know, that could have just been ignorance on her part. I don't know. You know, Coinbase is in trouble right now, and they're one of the main backers here, but so is Circle and Goldman Sachs, and they're not going anywhere. So I feel a little bit better about that. And I would just say, out of all the stablecoins we are about to discuss, despite some drawbacks, this to me is the best of the best, and this is the one coin, this entire episode, that is going in my S tier. Moving on down the list, we have Binance USD, the old BUSD, and um, some people are surprised this is as high as it is. It's in the top 10, and you know when markets are down, stable coins are up. That's fine. Um, but it seems like not a lot of people own this coin, but it is up there. And I'll tell you what, you could only get it on the Binance chain and use it on the Binance chain for the most part, but it does everything USDC does as well. Because CZ at Binance has done a great job getting Binance to be universally accepted. Now, I know some people out there don't like Binance. They're not big on the Binance smart chain. You know, so there are a little bit of risks there, I guess. But there's not many. You know, If you want something stable and useful, which is what a stable coin is supposed to do, 
you can absolutely do a lot worse here. And look, the best way to protect yourself from any of the coins on here is diversify yourself into other ones. And down the line, I will probably be doing that with this particular coin. So I'm putting BUSD in the A tier. And it probably would be the S tier if it didn't have all the limitations of being strictly on Binance. You know, USDC can be used on many different decentralized platforms, pretty much every exchange out there, to where Binance USD, not so much. So, had to knock it down a tier, but a very strong choice in my opinion. So as we move down, now things start to get interesting, don't they? We're at the first algorithmic stablecoin on the list. Remember, UST was algorithmic, and that's why people liked it a lot, apart from the 20% staking rewards you could get, but that's uh, part of what led to its downfall, wasn't it? Uh, but even though everybody's been trying to come after algorithmic stablecoins, they somehow just skipped right over Maker's Die. I was pretty surprised. Like, why didn't Die get any kind of spotlight on it this whole time. You know, maybe it did with what we talked about before, you know, greasing the right palms, you know, or doing a lot of the work ahead of time so you didn't get tagged later. But either way, you here have a stablecoin that is over-collateralized, which was another problem with UST. It wasn't, and what it was collateralized with was Terra Luna, which anybody in the TradFi world out there uh, had... Terra Luna had, like, a, a vol score of, like, 80. And if you don't know what that is... It's really, really high, okay? You would never, in TradFi, even invest in something with that kind of volatility, much less have a stable coin backed by it. So, you know, now that we've learned some things about UST, a lot of it does start to make sense. But you have a much better situation here. Now, you do have some, not a lot, I would say, but you do have some Bitcoin and Ethereum as collateral, which doesn't make me feel amazing because if things really do crash, we might see something like this take a bit of a hit. And if it takes a little bit of a hit and then stays there and people see it, that's when things could get really bad. Um, so it may not be even fair to die to say this because they've probably thought about that. And the fact that after UST, they were probably looking for another algorithmic stablecoin. They actually did find one in DEI, if you guys remember that. Um, but they didn't target the next biggest one down. And so that does give me confidence. Now, apart from staking, it's not terribly useful apart from that. So I'm going to put it in the B tier, but on the very high end of it. Um, it's done a great job. you got to give it that. I just think you know, coins like USDC and BUSD are better options right now. But this could easily move up. Uh, just in the climate we're in right now, I'm not rushing to jump into it. Even though I do hold a little bit, I'm not looking to put anything more into it right now. Now, further down the list we go, uh, things get very, very interesting. We have Frax. Now, Frax is very new, and it got very popular in a hurry, thanks to insane staking options available on its platform. It is also over-collateralized, which is good. I don't quite know the makeup of it, which is bad. That's on me. I do know the company behind it, um, which is ticker symbol FXS, went from $40 all the way down to 6 so that's not great either. And I do know there were some eyes on this thing from up above, which is not good, but I still don't know how that is developed. So as much research as I was doing all this week, I really came up empty and hit a lot of dead ends when I was looking up Frax. So in all fairness to it, I'm going to put it in the X tier down below at the bottom. And X means I don't really have an opinion on it uh, because I don't like talking about things I don't know about. 
and I just don't know enough here. Next one down is a forgotten one. I mean, who talks about true USD anymore? Ticker symbol TUSD. Now, this one has really held up over time. Um, it's very centralized. It's not very private. There is a KYC element to it somewhere, which I don't love, and I think a lot of people don't love that either. Maybe that's why it didn't take off the way it did. Um, this company does have a whole family of stable coins for other fiat currencies. So I know it has one for the UK, for Europe, Australia, Singapore, Canada. Uh, so that's pretty cool. There are options there to diversify into other currencies via stablecoin, which you have to like. Uh, but this particular tier list, we're talking about TUSD. And even though I do like some centralization, there is only so much I am willing to take. Uh, so I will drop this down to the B tier. Moving on down from here. So do you like the idea of Binance USD, but you wish you could use it in more places? Well, Paxos Dollar might be for you. This one's been around a long time, too, and it actually rebranded into ticker symbol USDP. Uh, if you don't remember this, you're not alone because most people don't care or talk about this one anymore. But it still does what it does, and the Pax Dollar stablecoin is still currently at 64 on CoinGecko's top 100. The Paxos company are the people behind BUSD already. And I don't think this is a bad option at all. The only drawback that I see right now is the limitations to staking and swapping and things like that. But you can go buy it pretty much anywhere, you know, at least on the larger exchanges. And it, if it didn't have those limitations that I discussed earlier that aren't even important to a lot of people, I would probably put this in the S tier or I would actually consider it. Um, but because of those two things... And just, I hate to say it, but, but just because of its lessened popularity to USDC, I have to put it in the A tier, but that's where I think this one belongs. I think it is a very good choice if you're looking to diversify your stable coins. Now, what is our next one down? Oh, here we go. We have, it's called the Neutrino Dollar, a ticker symbol USDN. This is the stable coin on the Waves protocol, and this is a really weird one. First of all, Waves has been in the news a lot because it is a Russian company. And like everything Russian, Waves got absolutely murdered when the Ukraine war broke out. And But just like the Russian ruble, it did make a recovery. Now, it did not make the same recovery the Russian ruble made. It only came back slightly. Uh, but it has its own stable coin. It is algorithmic. And for some reason, it likes to usually bounce between the 99 cent range and the 95 cent range. You know, for stablecoin, this is unsettling. You know, if you really believe in the blockchain that it supports, I think it's called the NGK blockchain, and you want to do some things with it, I guess I can understand using it there. But out of all the stablecoins we've talked about so far, like, really? Like, this is your top choice or your, even your second or third choice? I don't see it. There's too much going on in the world right now to put something that I want to be stable, like my fiat, on the blockchain with this particular stablecoin. I, I just don't think now's the time. Avoid. Yeah, this one goes in the F tier. I hope I'm wrong down the road, but I can't see any reason for anybody to put their money here. Now our last one is a very compelling one. Now this one has shot up the ranks ever since the UST crisis. And this is Tron's stablecoin, ticker symbol USDD. Now, why do people love it so much? Well, because they are getting anywhere from 20 to 30% return on it right now. 
USDD is an algorithmic stablecoin. It is collateralized similar percentage-wise to the way UST was, which was a bit unsettling. Tron has had its own issues, even though they've done a lot of good things. You know, how many people who are investing in this right now even know what they're doing or know anything about it? I think people are just chasing returns, despite what just got done transpiring. Uh, You know, the more I looked into this one, it looked like people were only in it for the return and literally nothing else. Not the tech, not the blockchain. You know, why would you choose Tron over everything we've talked about already? You know, who does that? You know, this is simply being bolstered by its returns, and there's just too big of a chance of this story not ending well. So I guess in all fairness, I need to put it in the D tier. So that's actually nice. I have a coin in every single tier. How about that? Uh, Now, going forward, uh, Cardano, which we love here on the podcast, is coming out with at least two major stable coins for their blockchain. They currently don't have, well, they do, but they don't have any like really major ones. And that's going to be ticker symbols DUSD from Ardana and then JED, D-J-E-D. And that's going to, that's, I think that's going to be their flagship stable coin. DUSD is going to be backed by fiat. JED is going to be another algorithmic stable coin. Timing couldn't be worse. Um, and what's cool is we should be able to do a lot of great things with those two coins inside the Cardano ecosystem. My only advice to everybody is the same path I'm going to take, and I'm not going to jump into these right away, no matter how intriguing they are. You know, if I miss out on 62% gains with no impermanent loss for a month, uh, then the sun will come up tomorrow. You know, I just don't see any reason to jump into these things, but keep these two on your radar. As Solana keeps having problems and as people stop talking about Polkadot, this really starts lifting Cardano up over time. You know, whoever wins these level one blockchain wars, or not who wins, but who comes in top three, maybe four, it's going to be a really good place to have your money and to actually do your finance going forward. So I'm going to be having a hard look at these uh, myself. But in the meantime, having my money in places like USDC, BUSD, and maybe even USDP down the road are places I am personally going to be comfortable staking with, holding with, and transferring some of my future gains to. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please give us a like if you're on YouTube or a very nice review on Spotify or Apple. I used to ask for this all the time with the old podcast. I don't do it as much here. Uh, But it does help the podcast grow and get this information out to people. Uh, Make sure you check out this week's blog if you have not. I have some really nice copper porn on there for you. And stay tuned next week for what will likely be another crypto episode. But understand the importance of stablecoins and being educated about stablecoins going forward. I think this is going to be a really big deal. And in many cases, is probably going to end up being the future of finance. So in the end, we can say that none of us were crazy. We were just early.